Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to this edition of Build, Grow, and Enjoy here on the BGE Radio Network. John Anderson is going to join us here in a few moments to talk bodybuilding, pro wrestling, strongman, powerlifting, everything, along with our good friend Dr. Jay Izzo. We are going to go to John Anderson on the telephone. We could not complete your call. Please try again. We could not complete the call. Please try again. So we're going to try this again. Okay. I bet he won't let me call. We could not complete your call. Please try again. Son of a bitch. (laughs) <laughs> Son of a bitch. Okay, well, here's what we're going to do. We are going to call Jay Izzo on the phone. We are going to conference in John Anderson, because John Anderson won't doesn't take... Um, he doesn't take unknown numbers. So... We are going to have to do this. We are going to have to do some creative thinking here. So let's put some music on while I do some creative thinking. second here i'm gonna patch i'm gonna patch jay in here jay can you hear us my friend i can can you hear me yes i've got you and uh we've got john anderson who is uh getting set up on his end uh to chat with us here um john's been on our john's been on our plug in here real quick hold on jay that's fine john's been in our broadcast before he is uh a he has done a little bit of everything. He's a pro wrestler. Can you hear me okay? Strong man. Yes, I've got you, my friend. And uh, he's bodybuilding. And uh, John, you've also got some books out there, my friend. Tell us about the latest. 
I think John can hear us. Maybe Jay can know. hear us. Can you hear me? Can you I, hear me? I can hear you perfectly. <laughs> okay, good. Can hear you perfectly, Jay. Uh, we've got Dr. Jay Izzo with us today as well, the Internet Doctor. And uh, you can find him on Twitter, at Internet Doctor. And uh, hopefully John gets his headset plugged in here, and we will get off and running here. Uh, giving him a little bit of time here to put this together. Uh, as uh, we wait, While we wait on John, uh, Jay, what, what did you think of our last guest, Marianne? I, I, I loved I loved her. She's just awesome. I think she's one of the. I think she's a great voice, and certainly is a voice of change. Is that me or you? That is well. Hold on. We're, hold on. I'm gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna have to recall John. And uh, gonna have to recall. <laughs> get him in here. Hopefully we don't have to recall Jay Izzo. I don't want to have to recall Jay Izzo. If we can see what's going on there. Can you hear me? We're having some technical difficulties today. I always love technical difficulties. It's fantastic. Got our technical difficulties aside, and I think we've got both uh, Jay Izzo and John Anderson with us. Um, as I was, as I was just saying, we've had John on the past. In in the past, he is fantastic. Uh, he's got a book out. Um, Doctor Izzo, what, what what do you know about John Anderson? Because I know you do your well, research. He, he, yeah, well, he's. Uh, I'm old enough to know know when uh, John kind of got his start and his journey and. Everything like that, but I'll tell you what I do know. 
I just started following John on uh, Instagram. He is on he, he is pretty amazing. What's that? He's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, we actually he's got an amazing Instagram. You need to check this out. That people, if you're listening to us right now, at the underscore John J O N underscore Anderson, and that's S E N underscore I F B B underscore Pro. My man's got fifty thousand plus followers. He and he has got some amazing videos and photos, and uh, he's got uh, he's talks about his talus nutrition and. Uh, awesome stuff, and so I can't encourage people enough to go to Instagram and follow John um, because he's got some he's got some great stuff, and he's been a I mean he's been fabulous everything he's ever done right from the wrestling I mean you've been all over brother I mean you've been to Mexico you've been to Japan you've been to the U S you I mean man you you are so world traveled and then you've got the whole strongman thing the powerlifting thing the bodybuilding thing. Brother, you've got you've got it all going on, and uh, you're an, um, just it's it's just amazing. Your journey has been amazing. So so well, talk yeah, about the book. Not, the book. Well, so basically that's a, the the book fuel cycle of greatness. It's actually my second one, and my first one was called Deep Water. It really went into my you know my training philosophy, and and the the problem with that book was it's very very in your face. And for people that are not, you know, that, that are not really, they don't have that oomph, it's too much, you know? And so, right. Cuba Cycle of Greatness realistically should have come out first. And basically what it does, it goes into, it, it goes into my journey more complete because when Deep Water was written, I hadn't, I hadn't become, I hadn't stepped in the bodybuilding world yet. And so... Right. Now that uh, now that uh, my journey continues in fuel the cycle of greatness, of winning my pro card and going to North Korea to wrestle, you know, all sorts of good stuff. But more importantly, it really gives a person who wants to learn how to how to have a lot of forward progress and how to learn to you know chase down some dreams and become great. It breaks it down like you know if you don't have discipline, here's the steps to start to create discipline. Um, you got to look at yourself in the mirror, know who you are, know what your strengths are, know what your weaknesses are. You know, you've got to use the resources you've got at your fingertips to get start traveling down this path because greatness is not around the corner, you know. And uh, then on top of it, it goes into uh, training protocols from, you know, basically from uh, bodybuilding, strongman, just like them, just in-your-face gym workouts. And it has two different variations of diets. You know, diets for people that want to get big and strong but not fat, and diets for people that want to get lean. So it's got a lot of great information there. You know? Yeah, yeah. The book, yeah, it's it's cool because the, the book uh, for people again is called Fuel the Stop, the Cycle of Greatness. And I want to just I just want to talk about that a little bit because you know you you almost apologize for your in your face style, but man, that's just who you are. And yeah. I mean, you're you're going you're that's who you are, and I think it's cool. And I know that there are some people, you know, we've got this oversensitive uh, world that we're well, kind of know, living in right well, now. You know what I should, you know, and I should probably make sure that I didn't come across that. I don't mean to apologize. What I meant really was, in a perfect world, the fuel cycle of greatness was released first. Then when people went on to deep water, it would have been more yeah. user friendly for those that that did not that uh, did not come down the path of ways. That makes sense? Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. But I think, 
I think I think John, I think we need people like you in, in the gym as as a gym rat. I've been a gym rat for forty plus years, and as a and as a guy who's in the gym, you know, we need people like you to get in our face a little bit more to say, hey, look, you know what, your diet your diet sucks, man. You're lifting all this weight and you're you're pushing all this weight, but your diet is awful and you need to fix it and you need to, what are you eating? Tell me what you're eating because you're not eating the right things and you know what, you're you're big but that muscle's covered in fat and we need to get rid of it. And I mean, I just think that, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> and I think, and I very think true, we need that. Very true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think I think we need that. I think what I think what happens is, you know, the guys that you've seen the guys in the gym, right? I mean, you're a lean, you're extraordinarily lean, muscle mass, massive guy, but you know the guys who go into the gym, they lift a ton of weight, they don't do anything with their diet, and the reason why they can is because they're you know a biscuit away from 300, and they're lifting a bunch <laughs> of weight, but it's covered in fat. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know everybody and I, and thinks you know the, the biggest thing with the with the bro science people is they think that they can out train a poor diet and it's absolutely you cannot do it. It's not possible. Can't do it. You can't. can't you couldn't. You, there's not enough hours in the day to try to to try to bike off. You know, a quarter of Ben Jerry <laughs> ain't gonna happen. <laughs> you can't. You can't. <laughs> if, no, you can't. I, the, 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 the gym is not a weight loss program. I, and I say this to people all the time. The gym is not a weight loss program. Your diet is your weight loss program. Yeah, the gym is your exactly. muscle tissue program. And I, people get that yeah. whole thing confused. I, I watch it all the time, like you do, I'm sure. You watch it all the time. Oh. People come into the gym, they think by working out, you know, at their local gym, you know, three, four, five days a week, that they're going to lose weight. They end up putting on more muscle, and they're getting heavier, and they don't understand why they can't lose any weight. Well, you know, here's the here's a good one. You get these you get these women. They'll say, you know, I I just can't lift weights. I get too big. And <laughs> we all know that's not the case. <clears throat> so what I say right, to them, I right. say, look, excuse me for speaking frankly, but lifting weights doesn't make you big. Eating cupcakes makes you big. <laughs> there it is. There <laughs> because it is. because the- literally, what happens? These females start to train. They start to get an appetite. They start eating everything that doesn't that's not tied down. And then they're, they're mistaken the fact that they gain ten pounds fat. They think they've gotten big and strong, you know. It's so and, it's so uh, true. And you know, the thing is, if, if that was the case, you wouldn't have guys like me that've been doing this thirty-one years that are still working right. their asses off to make those gains. You know. That's right. I know. I no, listen. Listen, I get it. I, I I really do. And I'm and I'm and I'll be the first one to also admit that there are times in my life I'm actually guilty. More times than not, that my diet, my diet can always be better. Might always be better. You know, we talk about eating clean and eating lean, and you know, we talk about doing all those things. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you something, folks. If you're sitting in your cubicle listening to this program, or you're sitting down right now, right? I'm just telling you, if you've got, if you, if you're staring down a bag of Doritos or whatever you're at, you're not eating right. Okay, if you're Exactly. I mean, if you if you're staring down a, a cupcakes and ho hos, or they're in your lunchroom or something like that, and you say to yourself, you excuse it, and you go, "Well, I only had half of one. Sorry, that was a half too many." So, well, you know, it's, it's, the bottom line is, if if your food if your food is coming out of a box or a bag, is not good for you. Love that. You know, love it's that. That simple. You know, <clears throat> I mean, my I mean, I've had all sorts of of. Uh, 
backing with sports nutrition companies, and it's, I, I'm very grateful for what they've done for me. However, I'll be totally honest. I don't, I don't use nearly the amount of supplementation that people that are paying for it do because right. real food is the best thing to go. You, supplementation, hence the word supple, supplement, means you right. use it when you can't get to real foods. It doesn't mean you have five protein shakes a day when you got chicken breast in the fridge. You know? <laughs> okay. I, I know. John, I love this because you're, you're preaching a message that people need to hear. Folks, if you're drinking a protein shake, can I just tell you something? Your body cannot synthesize the amount of protein that they're telling you are in a bottle or in a shake. You, you, you're, going, you're going to urinate most of it out. It, you, you're just not. Food is meant to be eaten. If you eat the right food, that protein digests slowly over time, and it's actually going to be better for your body. And I, it's so hard to get people to understand. It's called food. It works yeah. if you eat the right stuff. It's, it's, it's amazing. Exactly right. It's, it's amazing. Exactly right. John, talk about a little bit, you know, because you know, people. There's a whole bunch of myths out there when it comes to like people like you and you know your training regimen, how hard you train. But I think I think we got to dispel one of them. I think one of the myths that are out there is that you know if you train like somebody like John and you're working like that, you know, you're just asking for an injury, right? That's but I, that's a myth. Matter of fact, it's just well, the opposite. Talk about that. Here, here's the thing: is you know, you you have people that first, the first, my first gut is that people that don't have the sack to do what I do, of course, they're going to say that it's bad for you because they can't do it. There you go. You know, right. <laughs> that's the first right. one. Right. And then, then second, then secondly, um, you know, looking at my career, I've had a, some pretty major injuries, but I've also put myself in the position where you know, that's just part of what you're doing. You know what I mean? When when I'm like my when I have, when I did when I did some discs in my back in a strongman contest, you know, it was, I was it was an ascending bar and basically it was oh well over eight hundred pounds. And I needed the points and I felt something right. given in my back and I could have let go. But that's just not right. the mentality I have when I compete. Sure. So the bottom line is that if you train really hard and your body adapts to the type of punishment the mind does, then you actually are avoiding injury, just like you're saying. Now, the fact that the fact that I do get injured has everything to do with the fact that I'm always trying to progress forward. My body, I want my right. body to be better next year than this year. If I was, right. if I was just as said that you know I'm 45 right now, if I just said forget it, I'm going to lay up at 35 and just kind of maintain, I'd never get hurt. Right. You know. Right. But right. for for me. I want to. I'm always looking to pioneer a new path. I always want to find that next step that uncovers something that really helps the forward progression of what I'm doing. You know, that's what's so exciting about all this. And you, you can't you can't do that by following the leader. And when you're you know when you got the nuts to take that first step into the darkness, sometimes shit's going to happen. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah, but here's here's the, yeah, you're right. But here, let me let me just let me just. Back, back you up on this point, though. Every time that I've gotten injured, right, and and I do occasionally get injured, but it's because of my it's because of my weight training that has allowed me to heal so much oh, yeah. faster. Because you're, I don't, I don't, I don't care if you even if you don't work out, you're going to get injured. If you think that because we train, you know, 
you know, five, six days a week. Do you, if you think that because we're of our training regimen that that's the reason we got injured, no, 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 folks. You're going to be in no. your bathtub, and I promise you you're going to slip and you're going to pull something, you're going to injure something. You're going to wish that you had worked out because your healing process, when I know, John, you've had surgeries, I've had them, my healing process has been so much faster because of the muscle tissue Absolutely. and the workout regimen. I think there's something else that's a myth, and, and this is part of your story, and I, and I think that we really need to delve into this. And the, the fact of the matter is we have a lot of obese children. The, oh, I mean, God. we have kids. We have a lot of obese kids. And, you know, part of your story is this, that as a little mm-hmm. boy, right, you were overweight, right? Oh, yeah. Is that, do I have that right? Absolutely. So, yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, and, yeah, I didn't think I missed that. So <laughs> I was hoping that because if you told me I was wrong, I was like, oh, God, then who am I reading? But, <laughs> but, uh, um, but you know, talk about kids and, and fitness and and uh, what parents, maybe parents aren't from an athletic background or their parents aren't the type of parents who want to push their kids into some sort of exercise. Can you talk a little bit about that, how to encourage a parent to get a, a kid that they know is overweight and then we make excuses for them, well, it's just who they are and I just want them to be who you are. And I'm tired of that, man. I am tired of excusing yeah, overweight. Because, you know, it's in, in, what you're saying is, is very true and I think that there's even even a bigger issue attached to that, and you you hit it on the head when you said excusing. Parents are creating yep. excuses for kids before they even have yep. a chance to create an excuse for themselves. For God's sake, yep. You know, yep. And so yep. when you when you raise a, a kid that basically is, is learned that to make an excuse is to get off the hook, when are they yep. ever going to take accountability for anything? They're an excuse away yeah. from freedom, you know. So, I agree. You know the so the bottom line with the, you know, with the, uh, you know, the the obesity and kids and a lot of times parents they're they're afraid to be honest with their kids and I think that there has to be a level of very respectful honesty, you know. Sure. I'll, I'll tell you, my I didn't put this in my book, but my dad actually. So my mom and dad were divorced, and I was when I was up in Oregon. Um, you know, and that we're living on the river. I was actually with a stepfather, but my real dad was in California. When I would come to visit him, you know, I'd see him a few times a year, you know, so he could see if I got fat and they didn't see him for six months, he was going to see it. You know, <laughs> one right. time I took my shirt off and uh, he looked at me and said, son, he goes, um, I- I'm trying to be nice when I say this, but you're getting fat. And that was shocking to me. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember crying about that, but... That was probably one of the best things that ever happened to me in terms of, you know, him being honest with me because my mother, who loved me to death, she just said, oh, you're husky. And I just told myself I was husky. Oh. I sat there, demolished another goddamn bowl of ice cream. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> right. You know? Right. But then you, you, I get, do. you get a little on, you get a little honesty. You get a little, t- a little dose of honesty. You put that bowl of ice cream down real quick, you know? Yeah, no, you don't. So I, I get it. So what you're saying, I, what you're saying is is totally correct. Is that you know a huge kids, they, you know they they have to be shown the way. You know, as as a parent or a role model adult, it's our it's our duty to show them the right way to do things. 
and you know, giving them, for, you know, shoving fast food down their throats is basically, you know, what you know, a lot of parents they don't have the time, or they don't want to take the time, or they don't want to make the time. So they take the easy route, and they're shoving this shit down their kids' throats because it shuts them up, and, and and now we've got this horrendous problem on our hands, you know? Yeah, no, I get it, John. But by fact, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to John Anderson, wrestler, strong man, author of the book, Fuel the Cycle of Greatness. Uh, by the way, you need, you need to go get the book. Uh, just go to john.anderson.com, and you can get the book. Uh, or look up Fuel the cycle of greatness, look it up, get the book, because I'm going to tell you, it's, it's not just a book about uh, fitness and, and getting fit. This is a book that's inspirational. This is about you changing your life, getting excited about your dreams, your goals, changing you. And I, I can only say, you know, based on the, the, the parts of the book that I've read, is that what the book is really meant to do is really meant to encourage you that you can change your life yeah. And that when you start yes, doing, yes, when you yes. start when you start doing something good for yourself physically, many times that can change your mental, emotional, and spiritual states that sometimes follow. And sometimes you can change yourself mentally, but it doesn't change your body. And so many times when we change our body and move it in the right direction, eating right, eating healthy, that can change our mental state. It can pull you out of depression. It can pull you from that emotional doldrums that you're having. It can make you feel closer to whatever you believe. And it just it's just changing you because that happens. And uh, so get make sure you pick up the book, Fuel the Cycle. Well, you know, one of the, things, more... one of the things in the book that I really, really want to, because you're, everything you're saying is absolutely correct. And one of the things that I really, I talk about a lot in there, which... I basically call the chaos period and the chaos period is where basically when things, you know, there's this every, you know, you're doing something and all of a sudden things become real tough. You hit a plateau, yada, yada. And a lot of people will bang your heads against the wall a few times and they quit. It's in that chaos period when times are tough, when you are willing to do the things that you wouldn't do to be successful. And so basically what I'm getting at here is as you go further down the path, like myself, I will purposely put myself into a chaos period because I know it's going to hurt. I know it's going to be stressful, but the amount of growth that I'm going to come out of basically working my ass off to get out of that chaos period is going to be unmatched. If I was comfortable, right. I would not have done the things that I was willing to do when I was uncomfortable, you know? And everyone, you know, somehow, somehow, some way, our society teaches our everybody, adults, kids, avoid pain, avoid this, that, and the other. No, sometimes you have to put yourself in the line of fire. You have to put yourself in that uncomfortable position because that's where the growth is. It's like in training. The gains are in the pain. If you're not hurting, you're not gaining. Period. You know. I mean, the deeper the deeper pain you experience, the bigger step forward you're going to take with with your fitness levels. Period. It, it, there's no argument to this. You know. No, John. No, and you're right. And this is true of every area of our life. It's not just the physical part. If you yeah. are not willing to challenge, if you're not willing to challenge your brain, you're never going to be as smart as you can be. If you're not willing Absolutely. to challenge and take more control of your emotions and say that it doesn't matter what happens, I don't have to respond in this way, and we call that emotional intelligence. If you're not willing to challenge your emotions, <laughs> you're never going to become more emotionally intelligent. Yes. If, you're not, exactly. if you're not willing to 
grow spiritually, you know, and I don't care if it means reading your Bible or going to church or whatever, you are never going to get anywhere spiritually. And, and the body is a perfect example. If you're not willing to test your body's limits, and by the and I, true, true story, John, I was having back problems. And I'm, I'm a fairly good sized guy. I'm, I'm about six, six, four, six, five, two sixty five, And I'm 53 years old. And, uh, the, the, I went to the orthopedic back surgeon. He says to me, he looks at me and sees that I have, you know, pretty good muscle tissue. And he says to me, he said, when's the last time you lifted heavy? And I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, what's your lifting regimen? I said, well, you know, low, slow. And he goes, come on. He says, you played college football. You low and slow. He said, what does low and slow remind you of? I said, I don't know. He said, turkey butt, turkey and pork butt. That's what low and slow is good for. He said, I need you to lift heavier. I need you to lift heavier and more powerful. And I'll be darned if I didn't put the, if I didn't put the, the, the weight back on the, the, the squats, didn't put the um, weight back on the deadlifts. And, and brother, I have a metal knee and I have a metal knee and started going back to lifting heavy. And, you know, I'm not bragging, but listen, for a 53 year old guy to do 450 on the squats and 450 oh, on the deadlifts, that's, that's not too bad. That's awesome, dude. Hell no. That's not so, too bad. Shit. But, but, I, but you know what, John? No back problems. Not one. Yeah. I have not had to take. I have not had to take a medication because it was about strength training and getting that strength back. Because I was making an excuse. Oh man, you know you got a mental knee. You're getting older. You don't need to lift heavier anymore. And it was the opposite advice where he said, "No man." He said, "You got to strengthen those bones. You got to strengthen the muscles in your back. Yeah. And the only way you're going to do that is you're going to build muscle mass. And you got And the only way you build muscle mass is lifting heavier." And that was so cool. Now, I'm not telling you listeners that this is going to work for you. You check with your doctor, but I'm telling you it was the <laughs> best thing that has ever happened to me in my life is to go back into the gym and, and lift and start lifting heavier again because it's changed me. It's changed me. If you can basically go into the gym and you can lift, and this is for anybody, if you can go to the gym and lift heavy properly, with the, the techniques that protect you, right. then right. everybody's going to benefit. It's the people. It's the people. Unfortunately, most people were never shown how to lift properly. You know, it's most of us right. learned to lift in our high school weight rooms, and it was some <laughs> coach that pointed to a rack and said, "Go squat." And we're like, "Okay," <laughs> you know. Right. And right. nobody ever yeah. said, "Okay," you know, shoulder width, put the weight. You know, make sure the weight's on your heels, your toes are light. Yep. Get back into it. Nobody ever told us that stuff. So then you get people nice to go in and try to lift heavy. No, you go and try people to try to lift heavy, and they're jacking themselves up largely because they're using the joints way out of the pathways that the body was intended for. And that's just that goes for hell a piece of machinery. If you take a yep. piece of machinery and use it outside of its intended pathway, it's going to break down real quick. You know, absolutely, absolutely it does. And so, yeah, this but, is just. You're right. So you're going to say you're you're told you're on it, baby. I mean, we're going and lifting heavy at whatever age, as long as you can do yeah. it properly, is going to help you big time. And it, it does help you. And here's the other thing, John. You know, I was so fortunate. I had great lifting instructors in college when I played college ball, and you know, was around people like Dr. Greg Shepard, who wrote the book Bigger, Faster, Stronger, and got to meet him. And we worked on technique nice. from. You know, and that whole thing when I was in college and, and, and even later in high school. And I can't, I can't, I tell people all the time, even the lifting partner I have, and he's 48, and I tell him all the time, 
it's technique first. And he's like, well, when, yes. when can I, when you can, and I'm like going, dude, you don't understand. It, you know, I've been working at this thing for 40 some odd years in technique because, and I'm still fiddle with it, right? I mean, right, you do too, right? You still are still always oh, yeah. like, dude, am I in my slot? Am I in the slot? Am I, oh. am I you know, have I got my angles? You're always worried about it because you, you know, like I do, we make a mistake in there. Uh, well, there's bulging discs Hammer again. Hammer but I don't want it to scare people. I don't think, and I think that's the other myth, is people as they age have got to be scared, stop being scared of pushing their bodies, but they need to learn to lift appropriately in, in yes, that whole thing. Because I think that's, that's and And keep part in of mind, it. heavy is very, is very specific to the person. The fact that right. you know, for you, 450 is heavy, you know, 250 yeah. might be heavy for Joe Blow. You know, it's, it's not Absolutely. about the numbers. It's it's about what is heavy for the individual, you know. And and that gets us that gets us right back to what we were talking about, and that is challenging your body because it's not a number. It's what is the weight that challenges your body that you've never challenged it to do before. And And, right, there's a whole mental thing. You know this, John, like I do. There's a whole mental thing that happens to us when we when we go up in weight that we've been working so hard to try to just get you know a, a half a pound or another half a pound up or another inch or whatever it may be that that little victory means so much probably oh, yeah and, and I, oh yeah because the yeah. heavier you get the heavier you get those pounds are harder to come by <laughs> you know? oh, oh yeah no no <laughs> There is no doubt about that, and I, and but it's those victories, right? And I think you allude this. This this is alluded to in the book. You know, don't underestimate those victories that you get as you move up in weight, or as you're able to jump a little higher, or because those physical victories translate into victories in other parts of your life, and that's that's cool. And I think, and I think that's cool. James, I noticed that I've taken John overtime here. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the conversation. We're learning a heck of a lot here. Um, well, I, I could, I could sit here. Listen, I feel like I've known John forever, but I feel like we could talk for the next six hours <laughs> and not get bored. <laughs> well, um, I, I, I had some. I, I, I wanted to know. We've been talking lifting and everything here, John. How did you make the transition? From a gym perspective, from strongman to bodybuilding. Wow! So now we're now we're talking some interesting shit here. Okay, so basically, when I was wrestling, you know, well, first the the transition from from strongman to wrestling was an interesting one because basically I had no real wrestling experience. I couldn't tell the story when I was in the business because you know it would have been very frowned upon. But I had it. Basically, I had a, my agent from Strawman put together, a, you know, a, a kind of a inflated, falsified resume that said I could wrestle, and he got me a shot to go over to Japan, and boom, off I went. But the bottom line is, is that I was in this position where I'm in the ring with guys, you know, in New Japan that have been doing this for 20 years, but I've been doing it for nine months, you know, and for anybody who knows the wrestling world, I mean, you can, green doesn't describe nine months. Of wrestling, you know, there's if there's another word for less than green, that was me, you know. <laughs> and so, anyway, so the long and short of it is, uh, you know, when we're 42 years old, 
you know, there comes a time when, you know, they release you, which I did. They released me and I came home and I was like, I'm, I'm still, I'm still clicking here, man. I, I feel the juice is flowing. You know, what's left here? And I was like, well, you know, 42, I guess bodybuilding is going to be the next stop for me. And, uh, so basically I did my first contest, won it, won to, uh, to qualify for the national championship, went and won that. And now I'm pro all within, you know, what, a six month period in my body, into my body wheeling crew, much like my wrestling career where all of a sudden I'm in the ring with, you know, with, you know, guys from New Japan, you know, that have been, you know, Tanahashi that have been doing this forever. And I, green as can be i'm in that same position with the bodybuilding world because like this weekend i complete i compete in the frigno classic which is a big ifbb show you know it's uh lou frigno's contest and he doesn't I mean, yep. he doesn't pull any punches baby he does he runs a killer show and there's gonna be probably uh there'll probably be 15 different countries represented there and this is my eighth ever in my life including my two amateur contests, eighth ever bodybuilding contest in my life. And the guys I'm competing against, you know, they competed 20, 30, 40 times. And so long and short of it is kind of like we are talking about before, you know, get uncomfortable, baby. Put yourself in that position where you are forced to grow. I'm, you know, right. when I'm sitting there, when I'm in a ring with Tanahashi or when I'm stepping on stage it, you know, and I got Cedric McMillan to my left. You know, I'm in a position where I am forced to grow. I am uncomfortable. I am there, and I'm there quick without a lot of experience. And those are the moments when I grow right there. So, <clears throat> long and short of it, just like my talk about my book, Fuel Cycle of Greatness, is get uncomfortable on purpose. Does that make sense? Don't sit there yeah. and just, oh, it's not the right time. I need more bullshit. You're going to grow by getting waist deep in this, in this stuff, you know? And so my bodybuilding, my transition from wrestling to bodybuilding was just that simple. I got released, came home, and said, you know what? I'm not done. The competitive juices are still flowing. And much like my other sports, I went from an unknown to being, you know, an international player all inside, well inside of 12 months. <laughs> and there, here we go, baby, you know? So awesome. it's been a it's been a fun journey, you know. But I think the biggest the, the the lesson here is really what I key on my book: get uncomfortable on purpose, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying if you're working at the gym and you're you got great games going, don't look to put yourself in into habit. Don't put try to put yourself into a plateau. But when a plateau hits, welcome it. Don't run away from it. That's when you basically revamp, restructure. You do everything you need to do to get out of that situation, which you wouldn't have done if things were creeping along. Does that make sense? Amen. Amen. Preach it, brother. Yes. You just go on, keep preaching. I'm telling you what, you can preach all day long. I'm, I, 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 cause, man, I'm, I'm pumped up. I've already had a workout this morning. I'm ready to go back to the gym again. I'm ready to do my second. I'm ready to do a second workout, man. He's got me so, he's got me so pumped up. I'm like going, okay, I'm, I told baby, I said, we're having chicken breast again. That's it. There it is. More chicken breast. Here to come. Chicken breast with salad. <laughs> That's, That's it, awesome. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hey, now, uh, great. Did, that answer your did that answer your question about the transition to, to yes. bodybuilding? Yes. Now, yeah. um. I have to try to be a little entertaining in the process, you know? <laughs> 
fairly recently, uh, Rich Piana passed away, and there was a there there was a lot of uh, a lot of weird things surrounding his his passing and everything. Uh, I don't want to talk about that part of it. What did you ever get a chance to meet him or work out with him at all? Because just seeing his stuff on YouTube, dude was a beast. Yeah, you know, I I knew Rich. Um, we never worked out. It was just we would see each other at expos and things, you know. And um, he was a great guy, you know. The, the thing that you got to remember about Rich is that, you know, first off, you know, he took a lot of heat for you know some of the some of the way he looked and some of the things he did. But you know, you look at my Instagram for Christ's sake. You half the comments are negative. That's just people. But what you got to understand about Rich is he preached a positive message all the time. He'd say, look, I don't get it. If you're working hard at CrossFit, I'm not knocking you. Are you working hard? That's what I want to see. You know, so the message that he portrays was really, really positive. And then he went as far as to kind of help people, you know, people that couldn't see it themselves, realize that being different is not bad. You know, so we live in a society where if you don't, if you're, if, you know, if, if you don't fit into the square box, it's a problem. Well, you know what? I don't want to split. I don't want to fit into society's box. One of my favorite things ever is this, and, and you got to hear this. Break the rules, not the laws. You break the laws, you go to prison. <laughs> the rules are put into place by society. We don't have to follow that shit, you know? That makes sense? Wow. Oh man, dude! Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> now, yeah, now, no, John, uh, if if people, no. I, I know that you've done some stuff where you've trained some folks, and uh, and and you do consultations and things like that. Uh, take take us through that process and and what you do with folks. Well, you know, here's. It's, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm in a really really cool phase of what I'm doing with that right now, and here's why. Because I was the fat little boy, you know, with the fold-over tits and the eating problem and all that shit. And usually, you know, you end up having a, your eating problem will turn into more of a food addiction. And mm. I, I have to say, man, you give me a bite of something sweet, you better get the hell out because I'll eat the rest of it. That's why I never take the first bite, you know. Mm. It's mm -hmm. food addiction. Food addiction is just like any other addiction. The difference is... You have to eat to live. You can't go to an alcoholic and say, I need you to have one drink a day. He'll be fucked up. He'll be drunk every day because that first drink is too much. You can't have a drink. Well, food addicts have to eat to live. <clears throat> and so I learned to manage my issues with food. And through the process of doing so, I really have kind of put together a, you know, a plan, so to speak, a shtick to help people understand. And so now I'm actually, most of my consultations now, I shouldn't say most, but definitely moving in that direction, is helping people that have bad food relationships. And mm. it's really, I mean, I have some people that, I, you know, that, that are aggressive and they, they're training for shows and shit like that too. I enjoy that. I really enjoy, you know, helping mentor, especially the young people. There's not enough young, hard-working people left. So when I find one of those, I, I definitely love to work with them. But it's so satisfying. You know, like I have this one guy, and uh, he had food issues, and he'd been going to a food psychologist. And he basically 
like six, seven years of being on his food psychology. He got on board with me after about 13 months. We literally had him kind of work through the system top to bottom. He'd kind of passed all my little drills and tests to make sure that he really had a tight grip on it. And he called me about two months after we were done. He said, hey, he goes, uh, I have a new nickname for you. You're now Dr. John. And I said, why is that? He said, because, you know, the psychologist that I went to for years couldn't help me. And last night, I sat on the couch, watched a movie with my wife, and did not have one mental wrestling match about getting up and going to the refrigerator. He goes, mm. my quality of life is totally restored. And I was like, awesome. God damn it, that's a, that's a paycheck right there. That person's life yeah. changed. And I was just yeah. jacked to be a part of it. You know what I mean? Yep, yep, yep. That's awesome. So that's awesome. Heck of so a deal. From everything from people that have bad relationships with food to, you know, you know, it's I'm an extremist. So I want someone that's got the bad relationship with food, or someone that wants to, you know, become a, a pro at something, pro strongman, pro this, pro. I want the aggressive shit, one side of the fence or the next. I don't like that. The guy in the middle that says, "Oh, you know, I just I want to just get a little bit strong, lose a little body fat, get the hell out of here." <laughs> I love I love him. I just I absolutely just I mean that is so awesome because he doesn't he doesn't mix words. I mean we're we are so afraid of being politically incorrect, and it is just awesome to just sit here and go, yeah. I just want to hear more of this because my God, is it refreshing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, because you know the bottom line is. Nobody wins when when you when you skirt around the truth. Nobody wins when you powder someone's right. butt when they really need to kick in the dick. You know what I mean? Yeah, yep. Yeah. I get you. I got you, man. I got you. You. <laughs> I got you. It's that's that's awesome. That's that's just awesome. I'm, I'm telling you, James. I'm, I'm going to go work out right after the show. I'm done. I'm, I'm not even going to eat. I'm going to go work out. You got me fired up, man. I'm 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 going to I'm going to call. I'm I'm telling my workout partner, put off your trip to New Orleans. We're going to work out right now. We're going going. Holy cow! That's awesome. That's awesome, man. That's well, awesome. And that's hey, really hey, what, hey. what you're saying is really what I want. I want people to be inspired. I want people to look at things from a dimension they never saw it before. I want them to realize that choice is the most powerful mm. thing a human has, and everybody out mm. there has the same ability to make the choice mm. change. You know? Mm. And it's, just, it's like mm. people can sit there in these, in these rhetorical, they don't like what they're doing. Life has picked them. They didn't pick their life in time. And so now they're stuck in this daily regimen that they don't like, and they'll do it for the rest mm. of their lives. Rather than standing up and saying, fuck it, not today. I'm changing today. Tomorrow will be different. Dude, that is... James, are you are you writing any of this down? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. This, 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 this is a hell of a deal today. Um, no, this is, this is good. This, this, this is gold. I'm just telling you, this is gold. This is, it's, that's awesome right here. I mean... <laughs> I mean, if he, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know who the listeners are right now out there, but I'm telling you, if you are not fired up by listening to this man, then then you're either deaf or you're just not paying attention. Because I'm telling you, this guy's pushing gold <laughs> out right now. That's, that's awesome. Well, uh, that's well, awesome. well, John. But before we let you go, my friend, how do we get a hold of you online and uh, pick pick up your stuff? Everything. The easiest way to deal with like this because you know I've got this. 
goddamn double whammy for a name. My first name is J-O-N, which is uncommon. And my last name is Anderson, A-N-D-E-R-S-E-N, which is also uncommon. So nobody can ever spell my goddamn name right. So all you've got to do is Google my name. And even if you spell it wrong, I'm going to come up. And then once you find my website, which is john-anderson.com, that's the hub for everything. You can get to everything I'm doing right there. You got my books. You got my two clothing lines. You've got you know you can link to my gym. Uh, you've got a peek at all three of my careers. So that that really is the conduit right there. You know, get you get to my website. You're good to go. You know, when people when awesome. people want to have like when people want to reach out and have questions, you know, keep in mind, I love to help people. Now I'm in that phase of my life. You know, Arnold said once. He said. When you start to give back, you'll realize that's going to be a satisfying, easier part of your, even any part of your career. And until you really commit to doing it, you don't really experience how gratifying it is. And I'm in that place now. Like you'll see some of my videos on Instagram. I'll say, "Hey, if you got questions, shoot me an email through my website." You know what I mean? And a lot of times, people just say, "Hey, what about this? What about that?" You know? And I can give them a quick little response that helps them. I'm all over it, baby. So going through my website. You, there's a there's a button in there to contact me through my website. Drops right in my email, and we go from there. <clears throat> but I mean, I'm telling you, you, you got a question about food. Like one of the, one of the hot topics right now is carbohydrate. How do you use carbohydrate right. properly? You know, you over you. You know, I I read a, a comparison for a, for a carbohydrate to a painkiller. An interview for a magazine article I did. Basically, you twist your ankle, you start taking that painkiller. It works great for a couple of days. You take that fucker for three months, you're hooked. You got to take that painkiller just to feel normal. Carbohydrates, same thing. If you eat carbohydrates enough daily, if you don't have them, you're going to feel like shit. If you get carbohydrates into, you know, in a position where you use them as a tool when you really want them, they'll have a profound, really, really jackhammer strong effect, much like that painkiller. You only take it when you need it, you know. And, uh, you know, they've proven, that, they've proven now that all of the carbohydrates in people's diets will cause the inflammation and a lot of health problems because, you know, think about it. When, whenever it was when we were out killing our dinner, we, weren't, we were out trying to get, take a zebra down. There was no bread. Nobody had any cornbread, you know? No. <laughs> so we were, no. we were eating frickin' vegetables and, and you know, in very sparse too, you know? We're, we're chewing up zebras, you know? Mm. <laughs> Hell of a deal. That's all. That's that's. I love that we were chewing zebras. I love that. That's so. It's so true because we you didn't put you didn't put you didn't have there was they would come by and say they put that bread bowl by and everybody would go no just uh, take that back right because you didn't even yeah. want it, you didn't even want to put it you didn't even want to put it in your body because you knew once you got started into that thing like you said. Once you got started, you were you're all in because you can't you can't stop the bread you can't stop the bread thing. No, it, it, it's just you know when when I was in Japan, it was often it was often very funny. You know, we'd be out with sponsors and everybody knew I did carbohydrates. You know, and so it became like this thing where you know by the end of the night we'd be all pretty looped, having a good time and eating and drinking and and they'd bring me a bowl of rice and everybody knew what I was going to do. I was going to stand up. And I was going to get everybody's attention. I was going to say, does everybody in this room know what this is? And I would show them the bowl of rice. 
you know, and then, and everybody, by the end of my career, everybody knew what was coming, but it was just a comical thing. I turn it upside down, dump it on the table, I say, this is a bowl of weakness. <laughs> you know? <laughs> a bowl of and weakness. They That's awesome. That. Carbs are That's for the awesome. week, was my saying, and so... So when I was over there, I was saying, you know, carbs are for the week, and every, all the Japanese workers ate that up. And so it became oh, kind of a funny thing where they would always bring all these carbohydrate dishes and put them in front of me. You know, and finally I just took a bowl of rice one time and stood up and said, this is a bowl of weakness, and turned it over on the table, and they just blew up. And then it just became a thing. Oh, you know, every time we were out, they were bringing me a big bowl of rice to do it again, you know. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. I love it. James, James, this this man, I, I want to. I, we gotta have him on again. Definitely, definitely. Well, uh, we have him on again. Well, John, I, I appreciate you making time for us today, and uh, thanks for coming on. And we will uh, talk to you soon. Appreciate it, brother. You got it, fellas. Anytime you want me back on, you let me know. I, you know, I love spreading the positive message and entertaining people all at the same time. Fantastic. Thanks, John. Hey, John, look for my friend request. You'll see the uh, guy in the cowboy hat. And the uh, <laughs> man chew. All right, man. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Have a great day, guys. Appreciate it. Okay. That, of course, uh, Dr. J. Izzo, and of course, uh, John Anderson joining us here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. We'll see you next time. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.